0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 3, verses 12 through 16, called Press On.
1: Philippians 3, 12 through 16 reads this way. The message, press on. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on Philippians 3.12, so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. 15, let us therefore as many as are perfect have this attitude. And if in anything you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. However, let us keep living by the same standard to which we have attained. Heavenly Father, thank you for your living word. This is the word of God, profitable for all of us powerful, searching, beautiful as it nourishes the soul, challenging as it exhorts us to love and good deeds. We're grateful to sit before it, to hear the counsel from the God of the Word. May your Word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, Father. We know it is. May it encourage us and nourish our souls. May it be manna for today. May it be a a word spoken in due season to bring encouragement to your people. May you draw every one of us closer to you and those who don't know you for the first time to come to know you. We lay everything at your feet, Father. May your will be done. In Christ's name and all God's people said, amen. 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 Hey, by the way, just a couple of uh, quick things to pray over. Uh, a young lady named Brianna, who's the granddaughter of a precious couple, part of our church family, has gone off to Ukraine with a team to deliver supplies to that war-torn area, a very dangerous area. Her name is Brianna, going with a team from her home fellowship. Um, so we're going to pray for Brianna. And then I just want to let you know really quick that Bill and Shirley White, Shirley oversees our uh, sweet fellowship, and uh, Bill does a, a Bunch of different ministries. Precious couple in this fellowship. they were in a motorcycle accident, and Shirley's in a coma right now and has some bleeding on her brain, and uh, it's it's a pretty serious situation for Shirley. Bill's okay. I mean, he's got some road rash and he's beat up a little bit, but our prayers need to go towards Shirley. So let's pray for both of those, Father, for Brianna and that team. We want to ask that you would just give traveling mercy uh, to and from Ukraine and wherever they're going to be, Lord. Please protect them as they reach out with the love of Jesus to those who are hurting. We pray that people will see their good works and glorify our Father who's in heaven, that it would be a light to those who feel like they're in darkness. Please just surround that team. Uh, They're they're walking into some, you know, very dangerous situations, and I just pray that you would be uh, just putting a hedge about them at every turn, Lord. Bless them with blessings unexpected and just beautiful fruit from this trip. In Jesus' name. And then, Lord, for Bill and Shirley, we just pray. Lord, this is a difficult situation, but we're going to just pray in faith with one heart for healing for Shirley right now. Please just heal her brain. Heal whatever needs a touch. We know that she, her ribs and her pelvis have been affected. And we're just asking for your mercy in the name of Jesus to flow out in healing. We believe, Lord, and we're asking for your mercy. And then for any unspoken prayer requests in this room related to health or whatever it may be, I ask that you'd extend your hand and mercifully touch your people today. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. amen. Well, today we're privileged to have uh, a famous text before us, Philippians three, twelve through 16. And Paul uses an uh, athletic metaphor to drive his point home today. A metaphor or an illustration from sports. Now, when Paul uses sports illustrations, he is speaking my language. I don't know if he's speaking your language, but he is speaking mine. Now back in the day when the Apostle Paul was alive on the planet, of course he's since gone home to be with the Lord, they held the Olympic Games. They began in Greece, as many of you know. And then there were some variations in different cities of the games in different places. Many scholars believe that two possibilities exist for the metaphor that Paul uses in the text. One is the possibility of a chariot race. So back in the day, they had these chariot racers, racers, where they would go around the track, etc. But most scholars agree that Paul is picking up a metaphor from running. And this would be the idea of running either a sprint or a marathon. Most of you have heard in your Christian life that the Christian life is not a sprint. It is a marathon. And of course, they would have different uh, lengths of races, just like we have today in the Olympic Games. You know, it could be a shorter race. It could be a marathon. And most agree, there's no doubt that Paul's using a sports metaphor, but most agree it comes from the world of running. Now, in our day and age, we might think of illustrations from football, basketball, baseball, track and field, whatever it may be. And for me, there's a play in NFL history that captures the kind of moment that I think Paul's after in our text. It's Super Bowl 43. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers against the St. Louis Cardinals. And here's the play. It's just 30 seconds. But I think you'll find it kind of cool.
2: I did. Then came the most fateful moment of Super Bowl 43. 18 seconds left of the second quarter. First and goal, Arizona at the two yard line. A Steelers show blitz. He throws the pass up. It's going to be picked up. James Harrison in. He's running up the sideline. 25 30,
1: 35 40. Still on his feet at the 45. And down. Now, (laughs) and all God's people said, okay, whatever you want to say. Now, I don't normally play clips in my sermons, but I was inspired. Now, I will say this. That was a turning point in Super Bowl 43. The Cardinals were threatening. That was a hundred yard interception return with no time left on the clock in the second quarter, it kind of turned the whole game around for the Steelers. Some of you have heard Kurt Warner's story, which I think they just made a movie about Kurt Warner's story. He's a committed believer. Did you see Kurt Warner get smashed by the Steelers as they were returning that? And I love Kurt Warner, but there I was rejoicing that Kurt Warner was not able to make that tackle. Uh, if you can't tell, I am a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. But anyway, thank you. So (laughs) there's some booze over here. I knew this was going to divide the church, but anyway. (laughs) Now, I I played that so you could know that the Apostle Paul appears to be a sports fan. And I know that there's a lot of not so great stuff happening in sports today. And I'm just going to say that you'll have to follow your conscience in terms of what you view and why you view it. But Paul was a sports fan and he used at least on three or four occasions sports metaphors. And sports metaphors do have value because they do speak of individual accomplishment, perseverance, teamwork, things like that. They do give us some insights into spiritual life, and we all need all the help we can get. And Paul does use that here, and here's what he's kind of piggybacking on. He's just said in Philippians 3.10, his goal in life is that I may know him, Christ, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, in order that I may attain the resurrection or to the resurrection from the dead. Now, when we were together a few weeks ago and we looked at this text, I told you that Paul may be saying that I want to live in such a way that the resurrection life that's already in me by the power of the Spirit, I would stand up in my culture and show who I am and where I'm headed. I haven't attained the resurrection yet. I'm not in the eternal state. I'm I'm not resurrected yet, but that is my ultimate goal. But as I live on the earth, Paul might say... I want my life to be anticipating that day when I cross the finish line and when I hear my Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. So I want my life to match who I am and my destiny, you might say. And I believe this is what Paul is after. But you probably notice in verse 12 that he said, but not that I've already obtained it. He's still speaking now of the resurrection from the dead or have already become perfect, but I press on, and there's our title. I have not already obtained it. Now, at this point, in my calculations, Paul's been a Christian for 30 years. Paul's not talking about his salvation. We can't attain salvation. We don't work for salvation. Salvation is a gift from God. And the Lord Jesus met Paul on the road to Damascus and, of course, radically saved him. So Paul's not talking about salvation here. He's talking about the goal of living his life in the resurrection power of Christ and even in the fellowship of his sufferings, and then one day reaching the finish line And hearing those words that we all desire to hear, well done. This is my goal, says Paul. I want to know him. I want to know his power. I want to know his fellowship. And then all of a sudden, it's a, it's a sports metaphor to drive the point home. We might ask Paul, well, okay, if you haven't attained that goal and you're the apostle Paul, how do you get there? What does it look like to live a life knowing him, and experiencing his power, and running well? And Paul might say, well, let me give you an illustration from sports. Let me give you an illustration from the world of running. Now, if you turn back in your Bible just for a second to 1 Corinthians, just a few pages back, you'll find 1 Corinthians 13, the famous love chapter. Paul says, I haven't be- become perfect in Philippians 3.12. The word perfect, this is a key if you're taking notes today, is teleao in Greek. And when you look up the word in Greek lexicons, it just simply means mature, finished, complete. And Paul says, I haven't yet arrived. I haven't gotten to the finish line yet. In 1 Corinthians 13, right after Paul talks about all these beautiful uh, realities of love. He says in verse 8, love never fails. First Corinthians thirteen eight. If there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. Verse 10. But when the perfect comes, now that's the same word there. When the perfect comes, then the partial will be done away. You'll hear more from
0: Pastor Michael in a moment.
2: Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Hello, I'm Rob Newton, producer of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. Thank you to all our Walk in Truth partners for your financial support. We are over halfway through this year, and you have raised over $30,000 to support our mission of being on the radio and podcast equipping people with God's truth. Now, we have more opportunities to broadcast Walk in Truth on more radio stations. That means we can serve more communities with Pastor Michael's unique way of teaching through the Bible. Radio is still strongly used by people all over the world. Not everyone gets to use podcasts and stream on their phone, but radio in a car or at home is still free for listeners. Most listeners who reach out to Walk In Truth are listening on the radio. Now, our audience is growing and so are the opportunities. We would love to expand the program and we need your help to do it. It costs thousands of dollars for airtime and we could use more walk in truth partners. Are you blessed by Pastor Michael's teachings? Are you learning? Are you being challenged? We hope to reach more people like you. Would you please consider becoming a $20 monthly walk in truth partner? We are looking for at least 200 more listeners to help continue our mission to equip the body of Christ. Right now, our church and current Walk in Truth partners help pay the bills, but we would like to become fully funded by listeners. This will make it so what we have from the church can be used for expansion. Please sign up to become a Walk in Truth partner on walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Again, become a $20 monthly partner by visiting walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH.
0: We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth.
1: If you turn back in your Bible just for a second to 1 Corinthians, just a few pages back, you'll find 1 Corinthians 13, the famous love chapter. Paul says, I haven't be- become perfect in Philippians 3.12. The word perfect, this is a key if you're taking notes today, is teleao in Greek. And when you look up the word in Greek lexicons, it just simply means mature, finished, complete. And Paul says, I haven't yet arrived. I haven't gotten to the finish line yet. In 1 Corinthians 13, right after Paul talks about all these beautiful Uh, realities of love. He says in verse 8, love never fails. First Corinthians 13, 8. If there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. Verse 10. But when the perfect comes, now that's the same word there. When the perfect comes, then the partial will be done away. We might ask the question, well, when will these gifts cease, says Paul. He says, when the perfect comes. Notice, when I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. Now notice the contrast. Now we see in a mirror dimly, then face to face, in the perfect state. Now I know in part, as I live this life and run this race, then I will know fully, in the perfect state, just as I also have been fully known. Now, faith, hope, love, abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. And then Paul will say, pursue love. Yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts. There's still stuff to pursue, like love, like godliness, like hospitality. And there's many other gifts that you will see. Paul will say, flee these things Pursue these things. And here is what Paul is talking about. He's saying, even though you are saved by grace through faith and it's not a result of works, there are things still to flee from and things still to pursue. And right back, we go to the sports metaphor things to run after, like love and godliness and character and all of these things. And Paul is getting at this in 1 Corinthians 13. When will we finally arrive? When will we be perfect? At the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we are resurrected in glorified bodies. Amen. We've experienced salvation. We're going through a process of sanctification. One day we will reach the place of glorification. Those are the three tenses of salvation. We're saved. You could say also we're being saved. We are being sanctified, and one day when we hit the finish line, we will be glorified. We haven't arrived yet. Paul might say to, yeah, I've got an amen over here. That's good. We haven't arrived yet, right? We haven't reached the destination yet, but we are running the race with an eye on the finish line. We are running the race with an eye on on the prize. Any good runner will tell you. You got to keep your head up when you're running. You got to not look backwards because that'll break your rhythm. You need to get a good pace going and keep your eyes ahead. Some years ago I did some running. Today I cannot run. My knees are shot. But many days ago, I took up some running. And when I first started running, I couldn't go very far. But once I got going, I could run several miles. I ran, I had a little uh, course or we, when we lived in Orange. I would go up a couple hills, down a couple hills. And my uh, stamina increased the more I trained. The more I ran, the stronger I became. And I think this is what Paul is getting at the more you run this race, the more you face obstacles. I, I I remember running and, and everything in my humanity was like, shut it down and go have a donut. Can I get a witness? Anyway, what are you doing? Running. Who thought of such a thing? Up a hill, down a hill come on, shut it down. And there's thresholds as an athlete, and marathon runners will tell you this, where everything in your body says, stop, give up, do something else. But you pass through thresholds and fresh uh, doses of endorphins will come into your body and you'll able to keep, you'll be able to keep going. And this is the reality in sports. And this is the reality in spiritual life. Every time we feel like we have nothing more to give, fresh power from the Holy Spirit comes in. Amen? And we keep running. We got to keep on running with our eyes on the goal. This is the key. Now flip over to Hebrews chapter 12. The writer of Hebrews also picking up a sports uh, illustration, and he uh, goes into the world of running again, and right after he deals with this great hall of faith, as we often call it, all these people who went before us like Abraham and Moses and David and ran the race and had their ups and downs and finished the race with endurance, we need to do the same. We need to keep them in mind. And Hebrews 12, the writer says, Therefore, after mentioning several heroes of the Old Testament, he says, since we have, Hebrews 12, 1, So great a cloud of witnesses who have already run, is the idea, surrounding us, almost like they're in the stadium. Let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. What's the key? Fixing our eyes on Jesus who is the author? He started it all. He who began a good work in you, Philippians 1 6, will complete it until the day of Christ. He's the author and the perfecter of our faith. You know what that word perfecter is? The same Greek root, teliao. The one who started it is the one who is going to finish it. The author is the perfecter. Amen. What's the key then? To keep your eyes on Jesus. And the Greek here is interesting because it means to look away from other things that distract and re-fix your gaze on Jesus. Now let me just make a practical point right here. If, and look in the race, there's all kinds of distractions, obstacles, sin, all these things that face us and weigh us down. And sometimes we get distracted and sometimes we start looking around and it's like, I don't know if I can finish. I don't know where I should be looking. We're in a, such a, a torn up world. What do we do now? And the idea of the writer here is to say, you fix your gaze on Jesus.
0: You've been listening to Press On, part one on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 3, verses 12 through 16. And if you missed any part of today's program, you could listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts walk in truth is on apple podcast iheart radio spotify player fm and many more subscribe for free to hear pastor michael's teaching in more books of the bible now our living truth app is the one with the red logo with pillars with our app you could learn more about living truth christian fellowship the church behind walk in truth where pastor michael serves as senior pastor if you're local to southern california The app gives updates and information about upcoming Bible studies, free events, and services, both for you and your kids, like this year's Vacation Bible School, which is coming up in a couple weeks. If you live outside Southern California, you can still benefit from our Free Living Truth app. You can listen or watch Pastor Michael's previous teachings in Philippians, or you can contact the church if you have any questions or comments. Download the Free Living Truth app in your app store. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go.
1: Well, you know, I, I've seen some surveys of, um, pastors leaving the pastorate. And, uh, you know, there, there are great ministries that minister to pastors and tell you about pitfalls. And there's pastors' conferences that you can go to. Pastors sometimes feel like they want to give up, kind of just drop their hands and walk off the track. But it's not just pastors. It's anybody running the Christian race. It could be tough. And sometimes, you know, you're, you're running and running and you, you, you imagine the marathon analogy and it seems like it'd be just much easier to throw up your hands, give up, sit on the sidelines and watch other people run. We've all been tempted to do that. So what do we do if that's the way we honestly feel? Well, I can tell you this, just being transparent, I've had many moments like that over decades of ministry and I've always had decision moments to make. Well, what am I living for? Who am I running for? And when I am tired, you know, there is a principle in life. Jesus took some Sabbath time. Maybe you need a little rest uh, to recharge and get back in the race. That's certainly something that we all need to be thinking about. Maybe you've been a little disconnected from the Lord or from fellowship, Just get right back there, and I think you'll find some encouragement. Be honest with a friend. A seasoned Christian will tell you, yes, it's hard sometimes. Hard to keep running. Hard to keep focused. Hard to press on. But when we fix our eyes on Jesus, the things of the world grow strangely dim. You can make it, brethren. Just keep pressing on with your eyes on him. He'll get you to the finish line. Well, we'll be getting into press on uh, part two tomorrow. So tune in then for more encouragement. Tell a friend, thank you so much for your prayers. We'll see you right here tomorrow.
0: And remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events too. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $20 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 3, verses 12 through 16, called Press On. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.